like your coffee table. Thank you. <laughs> it's fancy. We now have a coffee table at the Basic Snitches Compound. Well, usually when we're at my house, we're at my house today, we record in the basement, there's which does have table. a coffee table. But at my house, there's a coffee table. That's true. So <laughs> upstairs, I just have like an ottoman, but while drinking wine... An ottoman is not the most ideal surface. So I have a coffee table now, so we're recording upstairs. That's right. Hooray, coffee table. Yes, and it's more um, comfortable up here anyways. And tomorrow is litter box cleaning day, so it's a little bit rank downstairs. (laughs) And I'm doing laundry, and it's likely that all my cats will have to shit during this episode anyways. And Tara's dressed like a cat, speaking (laughs) of. Would you like to actually relocate downstairs so you have some place to shit? No, I know, I know how to use human bathrooms. It's fine. She's wearing her thing that she talked about a couple episodes ago where she looks cat like a ears. Cat. Yes. Adam's cats think I'm their mom. Not really. Bentley mice. Like I said, the other day I was lying in bed and he came up and he was doing biscuits and I literally had to like pull the blanket up so he wouldn't suck on my nipple because he wanted some milk. He's a strange one. <sighs> cat. Sure is. So it's going to be March in a couple days. Yeah. This, uh, this episode will come out. Hard to believe. In like May, but well, right now it's like forty degrees. I was driving up here in the sunset. It was very, very nice. sunny today. It was, it was so sunny today in the sunset. It wasn't like one of those. Oh my god, it's stunning, and you have to like you know like the pinks and oranges and reds or whatever. But it was really nice. It was just a nice. I don't know. The like spring is almost here. Yeah. Which is nice. We actually, And in Ohio, that means we're going to get spring and then we'll get some more winter. And then we'll get spring again. No, we won't. Then we'll get summer. <laughs> like, immediately. We'll get spring for, like, a week. <laughs> then it'll snow again. And then two days later, we have to turn on the air conditioning. I'll be like, That's why is it so hot? Truly, like, the last month, February has been miserable because it has been so snowy, so cold, in the middle of a pandemic. Terrifying. The snow was awful to drive in like very very high levels of cabin fever like this has been the worst part of the pandemic also Mm -hmm. even though i'm like acclimated to it also on my time hop or whatever two years ago today i ordered a cocktail from a robot in my hotel room in las vegas that is what i would like to do today i want to do that but today i was able to like take a walk in the woods oh and it was lovely there were a lot of people out in the park, so every, like, 30 seconds, I would put my mask on, and then I'd take it off once I passed them, and put the mask back on, so on and so forth. I hate people. Well, everyone was out yeah. doing their thing, and I was in Lakewood, at least, so most people had their masks on. Well, that's good. I went to the bakery today. Mm-hmm. I got you a hand pie. A cherry and she hand brought pie. Pie, wine over, too, from Bent I Ladder. I wine, because I'm nice. Hey, Bent Ladder and that bakery in Hudson. Yeah, list Sponsor the- us. <laughs> that bakery in Hudson. Tessa's mom's bakery. <laughs> and I bought lots of crystals today because I don't have enough. Those are our exciting lives, everyone. That is. Well, now that like the world is starting to thaw a little bit here in Northeast Ohio, it's looking a little bit more positive. So I'm very excited for it to be nice. Yeah, I think the turn of the weather does a lot to help yeah, morale, I suppose. It really does. I'm also thinking about renovating my kitchen. Talk about a little about speech, too. I talked a little bit about it over this last couple episodes. It's been a weird year. The state tournament is next weekend. I do have one student who's competing. I don't really have to do anything for the tournament. I just need to be available as needed, which is kind of cool. I really like that part. 
that's it. It's going to be weird that the season will be over because I feel like I didn't actually have one. But you'll have time back. Yeah. My weekends won't be as weird and filled with responsibilities. And hopefully this time next year, I won't have my weekends back and they'll be busier, but it'll be worth it because we'll be doing speech in person. Speech and debate is the best. Yeah, that's the thing. You've been actually doing stuff. I've just been, you know... (laughs) Thinking about sanding and painting cabinets and sitting around my house working from home, drinking tea and smoking weed and continuing my transformation into Streganonas. Except I'm not Italian. What are we reading today? So Nothing, today as usual. <laughs> I do that every chapter. Chapter 25? Episode. It's the egg! And the eye. I don't even remember the egg part. <laughs> egg. Did you watch the video I sent you of that seal who says egg? Yes, I did. Good. Who did things in the last chapter? In chapter 24, which was Rita Skeeter's scoop, I feel like I haven't talked to you about this in weeks because it's been like three we, weeks. We also took an extra week off. Yeah, we did. Because we're way ahead. That's, and we can do what we want. It's our podcast. And it was dreary in February, so none of us wanted to do no it. No kidding. Yeah, so chapter 24, Rita Skeeter's scoop. The clear loser of the chapter was Rita Skeeter. Her attack on Hagrid is tasteless. It's slimy, yeah. We've already seen that she's she's capable of not being this fucking slimy. She's just being a slimy bitch now, so fuck her. I think it's more so that she's, she's shown a little bit more of her true colors, unfortunately. Yeah. And her true colors is yellow. For chapter 24, the winner is actually at the duel when between Hermione and Harry. I knew it. Just the way that the two of them are really just riding hard for Hagrid, fighting for him. The way they go to encourage him. Yes, Ron is part of that, but... But Ron is still sleeping on the couch, so... Yeah. Usually, this is when Tara... I would read a thing from Tara, but yes. I'm not reading shit today, because this time I forgot how to read. That's right. So, I drank so much tea and smoked so much weed that I no longer have that skill. All those books in my library are now obsolete. That's okay, because we're going to have Roxana read that for you, and then you'll remember what Oh, yes. Roxana. Who's Roxana, you ask? A lady guest? We haven't had one of those yet. I mean, we sort guess. of did, because of this episode, but Roxana bell will be on our next episode so it's another ravenclaw yeah ravenclaw so many ravenclaws so many ravenclaws we can ask her again why most ravenclaws are assholes mm-hmm. and ashley's also a ravenclaw yep, she oh sure my is. god all the ravenclaws and then brian anyways so take it away roxana chapter 25 the egg and the eye harry carefully plans his next illegal excursion and heads to the prefect's bathroom with all the necessary tools to give his egg a nice bath with his wand the invisibility cloak the marauder's map and the egg itself he manages to find the fancy bathroom after playing with bubbles for a bit he opens the egg only to have it scream like before he is then interrupted by moaning myrtle who has been spying on him. he calls myrtle out for being an absolute creep then follows her suggestion to open the egg under the water he does this and learns from the egg that now sings instead of screams that he has to go find the people for his next task. Checking the Marauder's map, Harry starts back towards Gryffindor Tower. His path is clear, but of course he lets himself get distracted when he notices that Barty Crouch is in Snape's office. His curiosity gets the best of him, and he changes course, managing to fall into a, a trick step, dropping the map and the egg. 
He must have forgotten the summoning spell he worked so hard to perfect several chapters ago, though, because instead of summoning them both back to where he is stuck, he watches as Filch and Mrs. Norris come at the sound of his screaming egg. Before Filch can take the egg to Dumbledore and blame it on Peeves, Snape shows up. It looks like Harry is going to maybe get away with everything, as the two seem to be preparing to go check Snape's office for an intruder. Then, Moody shows up, and unlike Snape and Peeves, he can see Harry clearly on the steps. Snape notices the map, but Moody saves the day just in time by using the previously for forgotten by Harry summoning spell. After Snape and Filch leave, Moody helps Harry from the trick step. He asks Harry who he saw on the map in Snape's office, and if he could borrow the map before telling Harry he should consider a career as an auror when he grows up. Yay! Yay! Good job, girl! Hey! The chapter begins... With him being like, oh, my egg, I forgot. Harry's like, I'm gonna take a bath. Yeah, so he goes to the prefect's bathroom. Yes, he does. Before we talk about how amazing this bathroom is. Yeah. Why this particular bathroom? I know this is what Cedric said. He was like, oh, go there. That's a great place for a bath. Cedric did not lie. But (laughs) in theory, he could have done this anywhere. This is true. I wonder if Cedric is bringing Harry his experience, which is he's a prefect, so use the prefect's bathroom. And he probably had a lot of privacy in there because people were probably like, oh, Cedric's working on the clue. We've got to step out. And Cedric is probably Or because thinking, there's like only eight prefects. That's only true. Only eight people have to use this bathroom. This is true. Either way, Cedric was probably thinking Harry could use that privacy because Cedric's a fucking pal. Oh, okay. That's a good point. I feel like Cedric was probably like, well, but if Harry uses this bathroom, he will probably have privacy instead of Gryffindor boys' bathroom, which is probably sharing with a fuck ton of other boys. So but Cedric also, is just a nice guy. That is true. I do feel like Harry very well could have been like, I'm not gonna like sneak out in the middle of the night as usual. I mean, it's in his blood, so he's also probably like, fuck yeah. Get a little bit of adrenaline rush here. He's like, I haven't snuck out in uh, at least yeah. three days. I, I haven't caused shenanigans for a minute. <laughs> Hot minute. If he went to the Gryffindor boys' bathroom, or the boys, well, that, so here's the other thing. If it's just a shared boys' bathroom, which is also maybe potential. Yeah, probably. Like, then that's a little bit more difficult. I do probably think it's just the Gryffindor boys' bathroom, because all their locations are, like, spread throughout the castle, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, there's, Unless there's it's like, other bathrooms throughout the building, but I'm sure that in the dormitories they have at least one bathroom for boys, one bathroom for girls, yeah. if not more. Say that there's five students in every grade. So 35 boys. So yeah, yeah. 35 boys. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people for one bathroom. So what I was going to say, like if he had to put that egg under the water where like Malfoy was coming in and like giving him shit, that would suck. But it would also suck for like... be creeping on him. Yeah, that's true too. The Creevy Brothers like motives are much better than Draco's Oh yeah, but that doesn't mean he can concentrate. On his egg. Clearly, it doesn't matter. He can't get fucking privacy anyway because Myrtle comes in. So... Yeah, well, okay. Take your privacy any fucking way. That is true. Harry. That's another, like, benefit to this. I don't think Myrtle would have come in if people were giving him shit in the Gryffindor boys' bathroom. Yeah. Another point that I had, too, is if all the boys had only, like, one bathroom, first of all, then that's 35 times 4. Alexa, what's 35 times 4? 35 times 4 is 140. So 140 people using one bathroom, that sucks. But also then, let's say that bathroom is up by the Gryffindors, then the Hufflepuffs and the Ravenclaws, or probably even the Ravenclaws because it's a different tower. They got down the tower, go up another tower. You, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. unless it's a centralized bathroom, but that don't make no sense either because like, what if you have to take a shit 
You have to run all the way to that bathroom. There's probably many bathrooms. Yeah. I My vote is that there's probably a bathroom within the dormitory because, I'm sorry, sometimes you gotta pee in the middle of the night. You gonna get in trouble for leaving the dorm to go pee? Uh, okay, there's bullshit. that too. That would be That's bullshit. That's true too. I would be pissed. So we went through <laughs> a long thought process <laughs> in order to determine that, yes, there was probably a bathroom in there. My whole point is that he probably could have gone to that bathroom. But, yes. like you said, Cedric gave him the thought process and he got a lot of nice smelling soaps. Right? And a very beautiful bath that he could, like, swim in. And spoiler warning, he doesn't become a prefect, so he uh, doesn't get those privileges. So this that is more than this is very it. important that Harry gets to have these privileges. If the prefects get this special bathroom, what are the other perks to being a prefect? Right. Y'all know that I was an RA. I got my own bathroom, but it wasn't like this bathroom. But this it was bathroom. yours. I mean, in college, having your own bathroom still way preferable. But <laughs> so yeah, anyway, yeah. So Harry goes to take a bath, and Myrtle the- is there. So one thing before this, there's another painting with a password. Mm. And while he is going to that painting, he has to sneak out the fat lady's portrait. It starts there. Like, he actually waits for Ron to leave. So I'm like, oh, so now the fat lady is, like, making sure that kids aren't sneaking out at night. After probably what happened the last couple years, now they got the actual portraits, like, up on security like they probably should have. Probably. My point, then, is, like, why do they even need passwords, if that's the case? And the fat lady's just gonna be like, no, little green dick Malfoy, I'm not gonna let you in this room, because I know who you are, and I don't like it. I don't know why it was worded that way. It didn't make it sound like it was well after midnight or something when Harry goes out. Ron was outside the portrait, opening it, probably... So no one is realizing someone's leaving. Ron's coming in. Guess I get that, but I don't know what the purpose of that was. Yeah, because then at the same time, whatever the portrait was, I forget, that is going to the prefect's bathroom. Yeah. Like, if it's an actual, like, sentient being, like the fat lady, like Fat Amy, I'm sorry, we already named her. Oh, yeah. Or rather, it was Stephen Ostertag. Stephen did that, right? Stephen or Brian. Somebody named the fat lady. One of you named the fat lady. I don't Thanks. know. I would say fight over it, but we have proof on who it was. I just forget we who just it was. can't remember things because wine. We didn't get any responses since our last episode. That episode finally was published. I was like, oh yeah, see, this is where we ask for fat lady names. Yeah. Nobody sent one in yet. If the prefect painting is like an actual person, if he is like whispered a password, wouldn't he be like, what the fuck? What's going on here? The security measures weren't equal for yeah. that lady and that painting. Yeah, so that's I why agree. I was like, okay, this is like really weird. It says that it's Boris the Bewildered, who is a lost looking wizard. So he was probably like thinking that it was probably one of his like well, internal maybe, monologues. Maybe because Boris is not guarding one of the rooms with the children. Maybe he doesn't really know what time it fucking is. Maybe. Also, he is bewildered after all. So maybe that is another reason why he was like, oh, sure, password is right, whatever. Right, go on in. And he was listening to one of his inner saboteurs. (laughs) So yeah, so Harry goes in to take this bath. This bathroom is amazing. It's like a spa. Yeah, it really does. And it's like a little swimming pool. I want a castle just so I can have like a fucking swimming pool. Why do you need a castle? Because I want it to be like Hogwarts where I'm one of eight people who's allowed to use the tiny swimming pool. Why not buy a house and turn like, (laughs) I could technically turn the conservatory, like knock down a wall and just make that bathroom huge and put a little tiny pool in it. Oh my God. 
And it would be mine. It would be yours. That is also a possibility. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, they've got, like, the towels. I don't think that they had robes, but in my mind, you could have, like, a nice big fluffy robe after you take your big bath. Right? That would be nice. All the different, like, types of, like, bubble baths and suds that you can put into this thing. I mean, there was probably aromatherapy. Probably. One of the households comes over and gives you a fucking facial. That's possible. And maybe there's a happy ending too. Dabby can suck your dick. All you have to do is be a prefect. All you have to do. <laughs> Incentive. That's right. So you never know. It definitely gave me spa vibes though. And mm-hmm. I am always into spa-ishness. One thing that I did write down, which I kind of redact later in the chapter, is at the top of page 462 in our version, which we both have the same version, it's the hardcover mm-hmm. original. The author feels the need to explain what a polyjuice potion is, as if, like, anybody who got this far has not read everything else previously. But it's good to bring up, I think, considering what happens in the second half of the chapter. Yeah. Because it does kind of plant that in your mind. Right. Because, like, one of the last times there was anything, I think, about people snooping around Snape's supply was when they were doing Polyjuice Potion. Yes. At the same time, she really didn't need to, like, go through the entire explanation of, this is what a Polyjuice Potion is. I mean, of course, it is instrumental in this book, too. So, you know, being a little harsh. But I think the author could take some harshness. Absolutely. Honestly. I agree with that 10,000%. And then a Quen comes up in this business. Myrtle, I can't even say get a life because that's... She don't have one. She can get one. She gets mad at Harry for being like, how am I supposed to breathe breathe. in the water? And she's like, that's really insensitive. (laughs) Myrtle would bitch slap the shit out of you for saying that. Get the hell out, Myrtle. This is not your bathroom. Myrtle is helping, though. She mostly helped. She's flirtatious in the book. We're obviously not in the movie yet. She is horny in the movie. <laughs> so I could actually kind of stand for a little bit more Myrtle horniness in the scene. However, you know that like he's like, cover your eyes, cover your eyes. Poor Harry is very insecure in his little tiny twig body, which is not a tiny twig body in the movie. <laughs> Myrtle's like, okay. And then she's doing one of these things where she's yeah. like looking through all of her fingers because then she's like, put it underwater, bitch. And then he puts it underwater and she's like, now you go underwater. <laughs> and he still doesn't do it. He puts his head underwater and it's not open. Open the egg, you fucking idiot. So clearly she is trying to watch so that she can see a little bit of Harry's nine and three quarter inches or whatever. <laughs> That's a wand joke. I'm not insinuating that Harry has a very long, skinny driveway. I feel like Harry probably would have come to the conclusion that he did himself eventually, but not as quickly without Myrtle's help. Yeah, I think Myrtle definitely pushed him along. I mean, even in some of the stuff afterwards, too, where he's trying to think about, oh, what does this mean? In terms of, like, the Black Lake and people taking something special, yeah. all of that. I think that in general, it's probably just nice to have a person that you can, like, say these things out loud to, to discuss back and forth. You're getting your thoughts off the top of your head. Obviously, the ideal person in the situation would be Hermione, but there's no way he would go take a bath with Hermione right there. She ain't gonna sneak out. She's a good kid, unlike every fucking buddy else. I did write a thing down about, like, why didn't you wear a swimsuit? But, A, probably didn't, he probably didn't think about needing a swimsuit, no. and he didn't know that it was, like, a pool-like thing. But also, do they need swimsuits at Hogwarts? Hey, when you're packing to go to school, make sure you bring your cauldron, and make sure you bring your fucking stack of books, and make sure you bring your Speedo, too. Right, you like, really need like if you're there. going to summer camp, that shit's on your list. School, I yeah. don't know. But so, then, why didn't you just keep his underwear on? I mean, because, you know, he wasn't planning on that, because he was planning on taking a bath. He didn't know Myrtle was going to be there. He could have 
like been like, hang on one second and put his underwear on, been like, ha, now you can't see my ween, you fucking perv but ghost. But at that point, she, he would have had to get out of the water to get his underwear to put back on. Who cares? You're talking like somebody who, like, do you pee in the shower? No. I pee in the shower because I'm like, I'm not going to, like, turn off the water and dry off to go take a whiz. Aim for the drain, bitch. Same thing here. <laughs> like, just go out. You have magic. Like, oh, I'm going to show wet footprints. Argus feels just going to come in 20 minutes later. Oh, there's wet, wet footprints here. It must be Harry Potter or he's trying to, like, I mean, solve his egg puzzle. I that's what it was. I think that he was just like, oh, what the fuck? I'm trying to take a goddamn bath. I don't know. And uh, Merle ain't going away, and there's nothing you can do to keep her from going away, so go put your undies on. Uh, that was something that I was like, mm, may, I'm obviously overthinking it, but I would have maybe put my underwear on if I didn't want ghost bitch to look at my dick. There is that. And then speaking of Myrtle, she did haunt Olive Hornby. She kind of, like, continued that narrative, so he got yeah the end of that she haunted olive until she died which by the way she went to school with hagrid and hagrid is still alive it made me myrtle haunted her to death right also this doesn't happen until the next chapter obviously but the fact that she does go through the pipes into the lake i'm sure we'll get into it more then they're in the uh, there harry's in the lake mm-hmm Maybe his pronouns are there. We don't know. Myrtle is just like, hey, bitch, that way. Oh, and he did have a swimsuit. He had to have had a swimsuit. They all had to have swimsuits to go in the lake. So maybe they do have to bring the swimsuit to Hogwarts. I think he just takes off his shoes and socks to go in the lake. We'll look at it in the next chapter. Oh, we'll yeah, yeah. Chapter. You know what? I think you're right because I think he went in in his robes. But, like, in the movie, they definitely had swimsuits. Like, old-timey fucking, like... Oh, yeah. I loved it. I thought it looked cool. When you go to, like, the circus and the strong man has, like, a singlet on. Yeah. That kind of swimsuit. <laughs> You're right. I think he did, like, walk into the lake in his robes. But, anyways, Myrtle got, like, powers where she can go wherever the fuck she wants, including following Olive Hornby until she fucking dies. So. Right. And then they're like, now you gotta go back to Hogwarts and stay there for being an annoying ghost bitch. And she's like, well, well I'm, I did what I needed to do. So now I'm just going to look at all the boy prefects. Now I got some dicks to look at. Myrtle's getting her life. She's helping Harry. So like, fuck yeah, Myrtle, you you go. So he solves the egg puzzle. It's that mermaid's going to steal something and you have an hour to get it. He's like, okay, cool. Time to go back to his bed. And then he gets out his map and he's like, oh, just kidding. I'm going to be nosy and take a complete detour because I see who else but Crouch. Barty Crouch. In Snape's, in Snape's office. office. Yeah. Which here's the thing. It's not even that he sees Barty Crouch in Snape's office. It's that he would choose to go towards Snape's office. In the middle of the night. For any reason ever, especially in the middle of the night. Very true. Very true. What the fuck, Harry? It's interesting because this is another place where the Marauder's map totally makes sense. It's a very, like, skinny dick moment. Oh my god, I see Peter Pettigrew on this map. What the fuck? Crouch is sick. He's not supposed to be there. Why the fuck is he there in the middle of the night? Unless, like, Snape is cheating on Filch with Crouch, which is totally possible. Yeah. It's like Wayne of the Wands Part (laughs) 2 in Snape's office. Harry just frustrates me because, I mean, this is part of who he is. Throughout this whole book, he knows something else is up. Like, something else is up. He knows something else is up. And he actually mentions it, you know, to Moody at the end of the chapter. It's kind of on the table there that this isn't just about weird Triwizard tournament where there's a fourth student. Something else is going on. And Harry is like, I want to know more. I'm sorry. Look at the last couple of years, particularly his first and second year. Harry knowing more meant that he saved people. So, you know what I'm saying? This <laughs> like, totally gave me Chamber of Secrets vibes. Yeah. We talked about, like, the subgenre of each book and, like, there being adventure and mystery. And this is, like, mystery chapter to me because of that exact same reason. 
we have Polyjuice Potion, Chamber of Secrets. We have Myrtle, Chamber of Secrets. But it really is the like who done it of who put the cop his name in the goblet right. of fire. Still trying to figure that out. And you know, Igor Korkorov has come up. Snape comes up here. Crouch now comes up. I feel like perhaps Bagman has been maybe in some people's minds because he's kind of shifty. There are a lot of new shifty like yeah. suspects that come up in this book, which is really cool. The interesting thing about what happens at the end of this chapter is that like almost a trope, like I think of like Disney movies, for example, where the villain is just like, oh, a normal guy until the end where you learn what his like ulterior motive is. Mm-hmm. And that's totally what happens there is oh, like yeah. he is giving all of his cards to Moody without knowing that he is the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like totally the big area. I mean, there have been other moments where little clues are folded in very inconspicuously. That you don't know to look for. Right. You never know to look for them. But here, a lot more is open to like, if you looked at it from the right angle, it would seem like it was moody, you know? So that's why I, I told you before we recorded, I like this chapter because of the mystery element, but also because that bathroom is lit. That bathroom is cool. So yeah, but because Harry thinks he gotta know everything, he goes down a little staircase and gets caught on the trick step. Of course he does. Because, yeah, and then he drops everything. And literally everything goes wrong. He drops the Everything. The egg flies down the stairs and then opens. I remember. I was reading this book on the way back from, like, a trip. I remember being like, oh, shit. Of, like, thinking there's no way Harry's getting out of this, reading this the first time. And... I said this in my thing. Harry, you're trying to wipe the map clean. You got your wand. Why don't you fucking summon that shit back to you? You just learned it. Literally, you spent like a whole chapter learning how to yeah, do it. Yeah, one of the new spells that is extremely useful, and I use it all the time, that and Imperio, the two spells I would always use all the time. <laughs> I don't think I ever thought that before this read. Well, Harry. we're looking at it too in more of like... Well, I'm reading... Yeah, we're reading one chapter at a time versus the whole book. You have always done this and I'm starting to like take a little bit of that myself. More times where it's like you have magic. We know of spells in some cases mm-hmm. that you can use. Well, and then Moody literally uses it to get the map from Snake. Yeah. When he does it, Harry's probably like, fuck sake, what was I thinking? Well, but then <laughs> let's talk about how people are approaching the situation because for Harry, he's petrified. Oh, God, which is yeah. the normal thing. Which makes sense. When Moody comes in, Moody completely takes badass control of that situation. Oh, it's so great. But before he comes in... Those two bumbling motherfuckers. (laughs) I even wrote down, wow, they are like uncharacteristically stupid. I mean, Filch Filch maybe not out of character. I feel like Filch is in character, but Snape... Peeves obviously is fucking up the trophy room. Yeah. And obviously Filch automatically thinks of Peeves. Which is in Fair. character for him. <laughs> but then, like, the piece of parchment is on the ground. All of that shit. And then even when Snape comes in, I'm almost surprised that Snape doesn't immediately go for Harry. That's the thing. Is the f- Snape is not an idiot. And I feel like he immediately would be like, mm, putting this shit together. Because that's what Snape does. He's always out to get Harry. Which Moody calls him out for. But I was like, he doesn't immediately walk in this situation. If Phil just like, I got this egg. He doesn't immediately go, oh, well, it's fucking Potter. Because that's what he does. He sneaks around at night. Like, he doesn't do that. And that's very weird to me. Yeah. It's almost like good on you. But I also wonder if it's because he noticed that someone had been in his office. And he's so focused on that. Yeah. Which is fair. 
at the same time, he could have very well been like, oh my God, it's Potter in my office again, looking for stuff. Because then what happens in the next chapter about the Gillyweed, and maybe this does happen, things are out of order in terms of the movie and everything and too. Can, yeah, that could be But like us. then later Snape being like, it was fucking Potter because he was in there getting Gillyweed. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, because sure we haven't know. actually hit that point in the book or the movie, but we know it's coming. I'm almost kind of like surprised because when he does see the parchment, I'm of course he's right. My inclination is that Snape is worried about who could have been in his office at this time because remember, he has Karkaroff. Karkaroff is a former Death Eater given freedom or whatever because he named names, including Snape. Moody was present for all of that. Mm -hmm. So the way Snape behaves when he's just there with Filch to when Moody comes in, he's like, oh yeah, we should find out who was in your office. And he's like, no, it's not important anymore. We never get to see the full dynamic of the Snape and Moody. Obviously, this is not the real Moody. We never actually get to see what that looks like. I wonder how Snape and Moody actually feel about each other because that's not actually explored in the books at all. I'm willing to wager that Snape thinks either Karkaroff is in his office or Moody's in his office again. Until the, oh fuck, Harry's shit is right here. It's probably Harry. Well, that and then... From Harry's point of view, because then I'm thinking, like, what is Harry thinking? Right. Because Harry saw Crouch, and, like, Crouch is not in the same, like, category per se as Moody, but also, like, the whole thing of Crouch has helped put a lot of Death Eaters away. Right. Spoiler alert, the person who was in the fucking office is Moody because Moody is actually Crouch. Yes. Junior. The map does not account for seniors and juniors. If there was a lawyer in that office, it would not say Esquire, probably. Right. So no There's suffixes. There's a flaw in the map. When he sees Crouch there, I imagine that's probably what he's thinking. And so when Barty Crouch Jr., as Moody, reacts to that in terms of like, oh, Crouch is in there. I almost wonder if then Harry is thinking, oh, Moody thinks that Crouch, because they're buddies, is checking on Snape too. I think so. Whereas, of course, this is a great opportunity for Barty Crouch Jr. to kind of frame his father. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that, like, I did not trip over all of that, because this is confusing. (laughs) Well, and that's, I mean, that is the beauty of the plotline of Barty Crouch Jr., The other thing I will say about that, though, is remember Harry overheard the conversation between Karkaroff and Snape at the the ball. And Sirius Fada told him Karkaroff was a Death Eater. Harry is not willing to let go of Snape as not a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, yeah, Snape is a good guy. I don't think he has reason to completely. He doesn't. I mean, and Snape treats him like shit, so why not? And Harry is very aware that there is something else going on. And Snape has inserted himself in every fucking thing. Why shouldn't Harry be suspicious yeah. of that fucker? I feel like at this point, Harry has to think that Dumbledore trusts Snape. Right. Again, I think this is the next chapter, mm-hmm. but the whole thing of like, well, he trusts Hagrid and he trusts Lupin, so he must trust... It might not actually even be Snape in that instance. Maybe it was. I don't know. There's a lot of people at school who are like really shifty. Uh-huh. And have something to hide. I think that Harry probably is like, well, Dumbledore trusts him, but there's something more to Snape. And I mean, he's right. Obviously, you don't learn that forever until the very end of the series, but... The last few chapters of the book. This whole scene is so interesting because of that, like, whodunit back and forth. Mm -hmm. Who went into the office? It must be the same person who put the cup... And why are they there? Yeah. And the, the chapter ends with a lot to be desired in terms of that mystery. Of course, unfortunately, yeah. we don't pick back up on immediately, which, right. is, which is nice. So Yeah, so like the end of the chapter is after Snape and Filch leave, Moody Moody's like, go to bed! Also, 
really weird of you to just be like, oh, Harry Potter is a bad person. Just, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah Moody, he, like, that's calls true. Moody Snape t- out totally for it. calls him out. He's like, like he's a master manipulator because he's not actually Moody, so whatever. And then Harry and Moody have the conversation. He's like, people thought I was bad about Death Eaters. Barty Crouch was worse. And that is such a poignant line because of who he is. Yeah. And also continuing to set up Barty Crouch Sr. Yeah. It's so funny because as we're talking about all of them, it's Snape is a really bad guy, but he doesn't want to kill Harry. In fact, he's trying to protect him. But now this is like almost the second time where Moody calls out one of Harry's adversaries. And it's like, oh, Moody's a great guy, but he is trying to kill Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Moody borrows Harry's map. Super important. So because we all know what happens, we know why. But Andy tells Harry he should become an Auror. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very ironic. Again, I continue to be fascinated by Barty Crouch Jr. I think that he is my favorite Death Eater. I think he's mine, too. Because he's so complex, and honestly, he could have just taken over the whole operation and taken care of all this shit a long time ago. You know, we've said this about, like, Lupin and Sirius. I feel like we would maybe hang out with him and then later realize who he is and be like, oh, fuck. I mean, especially if he's David Tennant. Yeah, unless <laughs> he has that that uh, tick. I was about to say kink. Oh, are you talking about the tongue thing? No. Yes. No, David Tennant is welcome to the weird tongue thing in front of me. I don't care. No, if he did that, I'd be like, there's something up with if you. If someone else were actually Bernie Crouch Jr. and it wasn't David Tennant, then because yeah. Because when he does that tongue thing, he looks fucking evil. In the book, I feel like he's just a smart guy. Yeah. That tick makes I, him I seem more... I hate that tick so much, it but makes I makes him seem more David dumb. I, so, yeah. He's pretty great in the movie, too, but I would go so far to even say that in the book, he's much more smart than he is in the movie. Yeah. Even though well, he's I mean, we get the full, yeah. we get so much more backstory in the yeah. book. So, yeah. Fuck, Mary kill! Bubbles. We're gonna fuck some bubbles today. And I'm not talking about your butt. We're going to do the three types of bubbles that come out of that prefix bathroom. Fuck's sake, okay. So the options then are football-sized pink and blue bubbles, thick foam, which is the kind of bubble that is Tara's butt. Trust me, I've touched it many times. And third part is purple mist. I'm going to kill the mist. You are? Yeah, okay, why? It doesn't do much for me. Okay. I'm going to fuck the foam and I'm going to marry the bubbles. You're going you're gonna to marry the pink and blue bubbles? Yeah. Tell me why. I don't know. It just seems like a good time. Pink and blue bubbles make me think of like cotton candy and unicorns and stuff. And we've already established that is not my aesthetic. <laughs> it's not really my aesthetic either, but I don't know. I think cool. If you recall, a couple minutes ago, if this made it in after I edited it, Tara had to look at her book with her flashlight because my living room is far <laughs> too dark. Pink and blue bubbles are not my aesthetic. So I'm going to kill those bubbles. All right. I'm going to marry the thick foam. I'm gonna marry Tara's ass because it's sturdy and it can support me. <laughs> and then I'm gonna fuck the purple mist because it's mysterious. Ooh. And it's kind of like. I feel like I, that it's purple. I feel like it would be like cool and relaxing to see the purple mist and stuff. Okay. The thick foam also feels like luxurious. Uh, Tara's ass jokes aside, if it's actually like thick foam from a bathtub, I feel like it's very luxurious. And I feel like that would feel great, like to be in that bath. You'd feel rich. That's fair. I literally didn't think about any of those answers. I just answered. Yeah. So. I feel like also, this is in my mind, if 
those pink and blue bubbles were floating around and they popped, they would smell like cotton candy and that fake cotton candy. If, I'm gonna fix that. Like if I'm going to like a hockey game at like Progressive Field or m Mortgage fucking Field, whatever it's called, the one in Cleveland, if I'm going there, like I could fuck with some cotton candy. I need the nachos with lots of jalapeno pepper rings. That aside. I can't wait till we get to do that. Me too. Hockey I, game. I would like to have some cotton candy at a hockey game. I would like to have like, some cotton candy and some nachos at a hockey game in one of the private loges. Have we talked about that on this? No. On this? Oh my god. I feel like we have, but maybe it was off camera. Off camera. Of course it was off camera. Did you know that we're filming all of these? Except for this one. From my last job, I was in one of like the private loges for some, and at like a hockey game or a basketball game, that is like the only way to to go to one of those games. You oh, feel... I want to. I've I've always wanted to go to see a game in a loge. Oh my god, it's amazing! It is amazing. I've never gone to a ba baseball game in one, but anyways, <laughs> we're in the middle of sports. Fucking sports. We probably talked about that during Quidditch World Cup. We kind of did. Whatever. Cotton yeah. candy at a hockey game. Yum. I feel like, I remember the first time I had like an artificial cotton candy gum, and it was like no. vile. No thanks. So no, fucking I want disgusting. the real deal only. Uh, those and bubbles. this is magic, so I bet the real deal. So it just smells like sugar? Yeah. Magic. So what's- But it's magic, they don't pop. We, we live together harmoniously. We married, but they don't pop. Oh yeah, you married those bubbles. I'm killing your husband. I'm popping your husband. Anyway, uh, you got some points? We have to talk about the movie, idiot. Oh yeah, we got a movie. So the movie happened. That bathroom is kind where of. they put all the, the budget. The whole movie, yeah. The whole movie is actually just about the bathroom. They were like... And the colored taps. Fuck the Quidditch World Cup. We're going to make that like, look like a metal they're structure. They're like, oh, thank God we have an excuse to put this new man body that Daniel Radcliffe has developed yeah, in this Yeah, that's right. Movie. Everything all out. They made improvements on the book. The stained glass. Oh, I love the stained glass of the mermaid. Beautiful. I feel like the bathroom is exactly how it should be. The bathroom be. is perfect. It's, Myrtle is pretty rapey. <laughs> I love her confidence. <laughs> she doesn't actually sexually assault Harry. No. Like, I would not be in they, favor of that, FYI. Sense, but but I just, to me, it's a little uncomfortable. Huh? They make a little bit too much of a joke of her like pretending to look. And I'm like... Mm, only because we know that the actress is so much older. She's like, you got a flesh dick. <laughs> no, but that scene is lovely. And that's it. We don't get any of the other stuff in this chapter in the movie. That we don't get sucks. Yeah, and here's the thing. And I was saying this earlier when, before we started recording. This actually would have been a place, the scene with Harry getting caught in the trick step and having this whole like debacle, dropping all of his shit. Clearly very worried about giving Alan Rickman and fucking what's-his-face. Filch. Filch. Some fucking screen time because they are... He runs down the hallway. Right, like, they are they are established, really, really important yeah. British Snape actors. is smacking their heads in study hall. Right, so just give them this scene. Yeah. Give them this scene instead of adding extra shit. Oh, and guess what? If you actually gave them this scene, then you would also not need to have all the scenes that are blatant yeah. David Tennant is the bad guy. Because this would be shrouded in mystery. Right. You could have. You could just have Alan Rickman and David Bradley having their moment and give us some Mrs. Norris time and give us some badass Moody coming in. We'd get to see the invisibility cloak. Mm -hmm. We'd have time with the map. We wouldn't need Moody constantly like drinking from his flask. All of that is irrelevant. Like this is the scene that kind of establishes, oh wait, 
there's something going on. Yeah, here. I think I think so. They think they missed an opportunity. The they totally did. That being said, I'm still gonna give the movie like a B plus because that bathroom was great. Oh, the bathroom scene is great. I I think that they do a nice job in the bathroom. So scene. what they use in this chapter is pretty amazing. Although this could have been like one of the best chapters in the book if they had put all that other stuff in. I think. Right. <laughs> First, we're going to give 10 points to Myrtle, because Myrtle is helpful, even though she is very horny. We're going to give 15 to Moody, because Moody completely helps out Harry at the, in the second part. Oh. I'm going to give 5 to Filch. Filch it was at a zero at this point oh. in, in the book. You're giving Filch points because... Because he's stupid. Because he's just, like, focused on peeves. He's not, like, getting into, like, oh, it's a Harry Potter, blah, he's blah, blah. He's not ruining Harry's day. Yeah. You're dumb. Plus five. <laughs> I was also going to give Snape plus five, but then he smarted up, so zero points. Back to zero. Reset. Also, he's Snape, so fuck that guy. Yeah. But most importantly, the winner of the chapter, from my points at the very least, we'll see what happens in the next episode, is whoever designed that bathroom. 20 points to them. <laughs> and that's that. That's that. Next time we have a special guest, like we said. Roxana Bell. Roxana Bell. She's eager. She just logged on the Zoom. She's like, where the fuck are you? Why are you taking so long? Those are her exact words. She exactly. says things like that never. She's actually very polite. She will be blending very strangely into this podcast, but she will be great. We love her and yes. And we'll be discussing the second task. It's finally February. I mean, it's almost March, thank God, in real life. But in the book, right? Pretty it, it right actually now. kind of like matches up yeah. pretty well. So Actually, see, wait, what is today? Today's the 26th? And yeah, and I think this happened. Today's what? the 27th. Oh, today's the 27th. I think this happens on the 26th. Oh my God, we're a day fucking off. Oh, uh, well. Well, in true basic snitches fashion, we missed an opportunity. <laughs> we're so good at missing opportunities. 10 points to us. I'm done getting my <laughs> points. No points. Those are from me. Zero points to me. Okay, keep count. Tara's doing points now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time with Roxana. Have a blessed day and Bye. don't drink and drive. I'm back to giving lessons at the end of this. Yeah, you are. Now. You need a new exit or new an- exit. Statement. Well, well, I mean, we could just say egg in unison again. Want to do no, that? No, we're not. One, two, three. Nope. Egg. <laughs> Tara, fuck you. <laughs> Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Edited by me, Adam Bowers. And published by me, Tara Corkery, and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please review and rate us five stars on your app of choice. And be sure to share us to all of your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Oh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Sometimes I update that. Basic Snitches on Instagram. Also, we have a Facebook page. And email us anything you want to or specifically answers to our questions on our segments. BasicSnitches at gmail.com. But don't send us dick pics, please. That's nasty. But do send us liquor. Thanks. Yeah. Aloha, Mora. Oh, now people can get into your house. They're on their toe. But they don't matter because now you're a water goblin. Bye. Bye.